Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the post-Virginia election fallout, and we should mention New Jersey too, uh, the Democrats, the left, whatever you want to call these liberal eggheads, they are losing their minds, they're throwing temper tantrums, they're screaming about white women now are the problem with America, uh, they can't agree on anything. Basically, this is like little three and four-year-olds just... Uh, just having hissy fits all at the same time. And it's comical. I am enjoying it. And I hope it continues because they're going to have problems winning elections until they realize that they need to grow up, act like they like this country, stop hating on white people, stop hating on men, stop hating on straight people, stop hating on Southerners, stop hating on gun owners, stop hating, 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 and then trying to wrap themselves in the flag of, righteousness and inclusion and tolerance do you understand this was a big election last night but the way the democrats are reacting and the way the media is reacting oh my god joy reed sonny hostin Whoopi goldberg the list is almost endless of the leftists who have lost their minds like their head is literally well, what's the old expression? Is that their heads were on fire and their asses were catching. If you get my drift, my friends, all today on the Daily Gator Thought with me, Doug Hagan, post-Virginia meltdown mode for the left. All right, my friends, let's kick this pig off. Uh, Terry McAuliffe lost the governor's race last night in Virginia. That's the big news because he was supposed to win. Let's <clears throat> let's understand <clears throat> When, when the GOP put Trey Youngkin, or Glenn Youngkin, why would I call him Trey? I don't understand. But Glenn Youngkin, when he was named as the nominee who's going to oppose Terry McAuliffe, who, who'd been a, a governor of Virginia before, who's very popular here among many people. So he had a well-known political name who held the job before. And then you had Glenn Youngkin, who no one had heard of. Who? And so this was going to be a cakewalk for the Democrats. Well, it ended up not that way. And there were many facets to it. One is that if you looked at the most important issues to voters in Virginia, education was one. And you saw with the Democrats how they shat the bed on education with uh, McAuliffe saying he didn't want parents telling teachers what to teach. Basically, he didn't want parents and getting involved in critical race theory, what was taught to their kids. Just sit there and mind your own business, pay your taxes. You can come to school board meeting, but keep your mouth shut, basically. That kind of arrogant, smug attitude. And a lot of parents didn't like that at all, and they shouldn't have. <clears throat> I think McAuliffe lost a lot of votes there. And also the continued, continued, continued thumping the left did on how racist Virginia is, these rednecks from Virginia, these uncouth people who, who voted for or like Trump or were conservative, and how Trey Youngkin was just, he was just issuing dog whistle after dog whistle after dog whistle. The left hears dog whistles, dogs go, I don't hear anything. But Youngkin was accused of racism every time a hat was dropped, and it was usually leftist dropping a hat. You had the scumbag uh, bottom feeders at the uh, Lincoln Project uh, 
basically trying to stage a uh, a racist rally at a, at a Yunkin campaign appearance. You had all these things happening. So the Democrats screwed the pooch over and over and over and over. And they have, well, no one but themselves to blame. If they'd have just been decent and nice, they probably would have won that election. Because the number said the people in the vast majority of Virginia that is red, they took it kind of personally when they were constantly called hillbillies, hayseeds, rednecks, ignorant, racist, white supremacists over and over and over and over. And they turned out overwhelmingly against Terry McAuliffe. Yunkin ran a good campaign. McAuliffe put his foot in his mouth. And and basically, he brought in Biden and uh, Obama and Kamala Harris to be his. <clears throat> that was supposed to be the crowning achievement, getting all these Democratic power players to come in and say, oh, you got to vote for you got to vote for McAuliffe. Eh, didn't work out that well, did it? And again, they ignored issues like education. We already talked about that a little bit. <clears throat> and every ad I saw, and I looked at a lot of them online, every ad I saw from Democrats was basically our big mission, our big goals, what we're going to do is we're going to fight for uh, against climate change. Not That was so low on the list of things voters in Virginia cared about, yet every ad was climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change. Talking about not knowing your audience, not knowing your target group, not having a game plan. And of course, it was also a woman's right to choose was a big one. And again, that was way down on the list. The economy was big, of course. Uh, education was big, and the Democrats screwed that one up. I think another one that was very big was the Second Amendment. You didn't really hear about it, but I think in a lot of people's minds, after what Ralph Northam did as governor, I think a lot of gun owners in Virginia probably said, you know what, we really need to go vote and, and do everything we can to keep a Democrat out of the governor's mansion in uh, Richmond. <clears throat> but anyway, it's the fallout that's the most important. <clears throat> it is the repercussions. It is the hissy fits. You know, Van Jones on CNN saying that uh, Glenn Youngkin is is uh, basically the newest strain of COVID-19. So he's just going to come in and kill people. All the Democrats who have said, oh, he's just trash. He's nothing but a white supremacist. He's just like Trump. Hell, every campaign ad about uh, about Yunkin from the McAuliffe camp was what? And it was every other race I saw, too. It was the same thing. All these, these Republicans are all white supremacists. They're racist, horrible people. January 6th, you're going to have January 6th again. You're going to have the Charlottesville thing. They kept on and on and on lying about Republicans, lying about things, and demonizing people, talking down to people. Guess what? That's not going to be a good audience for you, Democrats. And I hate to give you advice because, hell, you're probably too stupid to take it anyway at this point. Uh, but you had... Uh, this is interesting to me because of all the talk of, of diversity and everybody being included. It's interesting that what the uh, Democrats are really angry about today. Yes, Yunkin won. And they, of course, are trying to 
you'll have the next four years. Every time he's mentioned, he'll he'll be a, a Trump person. The media, I'm sure, will carry that message too. But the lieutenant governor's race in Virginia, the winner of that was, uh, you probably don't even know. There are very few ads for this lady. And yet she won the new lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor runs the, I believe it's the Senate in the state of Virginia. And if something happens to the governor, the lieutenant governor steps up. And there have been instances where, you know, there's been different uh, parties a Democrat here and a Republican, the governor, or vice versa. But Winsome Sears, this lady who is black, a Marine, a mother, hardworking person, uh, great American by all accounts, and yes, a black woman, received almost no coverage. But you would think that the media and the left so obsessed with race and so enthralled with uh, the opponent for Sears, by the way, was Hala Ayala. I guess she thought having her first and last names rhymes would would win. I don't know. Uh, But she was a left-wing candidate. She was also running. So for the first time, there was going to be a female lieutenant governor elect after the election. It's Winsome Sears won. But the media really... uh, didn't have a lot of love for her. Didn't have a lot of uh, time to, you know, cover her, or her speech, her acceptance speech, or anything else. It was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and it's not uh, that CNN and MSNBS would not have covered Ayala. I'm sure they would have. But see, Sears is a conservative. She's a Republican. And she's got a very, very strong Second Amendment stance. And she just doesn't fit the role of what the media and the left wants a black woman to be in America. (coughs) So at Newsbuster, Scott Whitlock wrote this. In addition to sweeping the statewide offices in Virginia, by the way, the, the Republicans also won back the, it's called the House of Delegates. There's a hundred of them. And it was 55-45 for Democrats going into last night. Uh, whenever the the swearing-in is early next year, it will be 51-49 Republicans. So they took that back, which almost no one was talking about happening. Uh, but Winsome Sears won the, uh, won the uh, lieutenant governor's race. Uh, a Cuban-American immigrant won a Republican. Uh, won the attorney general, getting rid of Mark Herring, which is a good thing. And those people really didn't get a lot of coverage. Even though he's Hispanic, she's a black woman. But again, diversity only goes so far with the left, I guess. Uh, again, back to what Scott Whitlock wrote. Uh, Republicans on Tuesday night scored big wins for diversity. Not that you would know it from the collective yawn from the media. Winsome Sears made history in Virginia as the uh, state's first African-American lieutenant governor. Jason Meares became the first Hispanic to win uh, Virginia's attorney general seat. Yet the network warning shows on Wednesday, uh, nothing, big yawn, big, big silent, uncomfortable gap there. They ignored the winds. Uh, late on uh, Tuesday night, the liberal CNN and MSNBS did even worse. They skipped playing any part of Sears' victory speech. Not a cut-in, not a little tidbit, not a little sampling, nothing. Like it never happened, basically. Uh, 
<clears throat> I can't imagine him doing that to uh, to Ayala had she won, which thankfully she didn't. Fox, however, uh, played her speech in its entirety. Fuck off those right wing radicals at Fox. They're such racists there. I mean, what, are, what else but a racist would play the entire speech of, of Virginia's first black woman as lieutenant governor? The racism and the misogyny of it. Come on. Plus, she was a Marine. I mean, pathetic. And Mayara's, eh, the media never heard of him. Fox, again, uh, I don't care that Mayara's is a uh, Cuban-American. I don't care that Winston Sears is a black woman. I care about their ideology more than anything. And ultimately, so is the left. That's why the media blacked these two out. Didn't, didn't talk about it. But here's a little background on Winsome Sears. That's a cool name, by the way. She has a unique history, a Marine, and someone who really resonated with a lot of voters throughout the Commonwealth. But in the same environment where Democrats were trying to label this ticket as white supremacist or white nationalist, here is the first black female lieutenant governor. Odd. I'll see the white supremacists, the Republicans, ran a Cuban-American and ran for a prominent seat, uh, ran a black woman in for lieutenant governor, another very prominent seat, and it's crickets. No one hears anything from the media, from the left. No, hey, this is great. This is historic. Nothing. You'd think the liberals on MSNBS or CNN would be cheering that, but apparently, apparently not. <clears throat> and at the same time they're acting that way, in a very racist fashion, I must say. Uh, they certainly would accuse them of Republicans of doing that, wouldn't they? Of course they would. But at the same time, they're patting themselves on the back for being anti-racist and, and really into uh, promoting minorities and women. And yet they ignore these two. That's really odd. And then they have the gall to label all the Republicans. And by the way, the Republicans who voted for the governor, Glenn Youngkin, the white guy, also voted for attorney general and lieutenant governor. Do white supremacists generally vote for black women or Hispanic candidates? That kind of goes against the white supremacist narrative, doesn't it? Of course, that didn't stop them from doing it because that's what they did. But again, what MSNBS did uh, was, as, as Whitlock says on Newsbusters, they slime Sears and Mayores as somehow part of a white supremacist ticket. Here's some of the inspiring message from Winston Sears at uh, MSC, MSNBS, excuse me, and the Communist News Network uh uh, delved into Winsome Sears said so let me tell you this I'm not even first generation American she's from Jamaica by the way did you hear that Kamala when I joined the Marine Corps I was still a Jamaican but this country has done so much for me I was willing willing to die for this country USA then the crowd picked up the chant of USA USA Searson said, so I say to you, victory indeed, but I say to you, there are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We can own the water fountains. 
we have a uh, have had a black president elect not once but twice and here i am living proof in case you haven't noticed sears said i am black and i have been black all my life but that's not what this is about what we are going to do is we are going to now be about the business of the commonwealth uh so again good speech why would they black it out why would you do that msnbs communist news network cnn why would you do that indeed i think we all know why and you should be ashamed now of course all the idiots i could pick nicole wallace and uh msnbs is full of joyless reed who's so angry all the time you had the biatches from the view and by biatches i mean sonny hostin and uh uh, Whoopi Goldberg and the old hag that's never been funny in her life. And they were talking about the election yesterday. It hadn't happened yet, but they already had their rage and outrage and all that preheated. There's a post at the delegator about that. But they had uh, NB from NBC Sports, Michelle Tafoya, who's, I guess, best known as a sideline reporter on Sunday Night Football, uh, always had a big crush on her. Uh, but I didn't know anything about Michelle Tafoya's politics. Apparently, she's not very liberal uh, because she was the guest yesterday and they were talking about uh, Whoopi decided to get into critical race theory and how it doesn't exist. No one's teaching it because Whoopi, being an informed person, went to the people who are pushing critical race theory and said, are you pushing it in schools? Are you teaching this? And they said, well, of course not, Whoopi. We would never teach that divisive stuff. And Whoopi, of course, being a useful idiot, uh, believed it. Uh, and Sonny Hostin, obviously, uh, too, very, very radical person. If you've ever followed her politics, she's as radical and race-baiting, as big a race-baiter, I should say, as they come. They got into it because... Uh, Michelle Tafoya responded to Whoopi saying, this isn't being taught. It's not real. It's not being taught anywhere in America. And Michelle Tafoya said, well, wait, my, and, and retold the story of her son, who's had a very close uh, black friend for years, but in school, they were segregating the kids by race and encouraging them not to hang out with each other, according to Tafoya. And she said, that's, that's tragic. That's not what we're about. We're going the other way. Racism isn't what it once was in this country. <clears throat> and, of course, Whoopi lost her mind over that and started ranting about lynchings and white people need to atone and white people have this. Shut up, Whoopi. Just shut up. But uh, Tafoya stood her ground. She said, look, I guess I'm just the person that, I'm paraphrasing here, that uh, was brought on the show to be the uh, the whipping boy or something, whatever she said. But she nailed it. This is about the, the view is a show where these three left-wing hags gang up on some conservative or semi-conservative, someone like Meghan McCain, Elizabeth Hasselbeck sitting in that seat, uh, people like that. But Tafoy did a good job of pushing back against critical race theory. And again, the, the, the anger of Whoopi and Sonny uh, and the, the hag who won't be mentioned you know her. Yes, you do. They were so angry that Michelle Tafoya dared, dared to say America's largely past racism. 
this is stuff that used to happen, doesn't happen anymore, happened in the past. Those sins have been atoned for. They've been corrected. The left never talks about that because they love to bash America. Seems like I say that every damn show. But the fact is, uh, Whoopi and the rest, it was sad, my friends. It was just sad to see how angry they are. And imagine how angry they were today. I didn't watch the show. I don't watch The View. I go to Newsbusters or somewhere and and I'll watch some clips sometimes, but I, I just can't watch the show because basically it's three stupid women hollering uh, at one person who actually has a brain. And usually it's not a very good speaker, because that's why they booked them. I, I don't I don't know anything about Michelle Tafoya's politics, like I said, but she's not known for going on talk shows and, uh, you know, debating liberals. But she did a very fine job, and good for her. But you had this, my friends, <clears throat> that must be mentioned. This is uh, one of the reasonable people on uh, MSNBS, Morning Joe. Joe Scarborough, who was once a Republican or pretended to be anyway. But he had some things to say about this continued drumbeat of Virginia being a hotbed of white racist and white nationalism and white supremacists and Yunkin's just a white supremacist and all the voters are white supremacists. Uh, he really had some very good things to say. And, and if you go to Newsbusters, you can see the clip and you can see the faces of uh, Mika Brzezinski, who is uh, Joe's wife. What did he ever do to deserve that? Come on, Joe, do you hate yourself? And uh, the former pretend Republican, I can't even think of his name right now, uh, and some British chick, I don't know how she got on the show. But anyway, here is uh, some of what Joe Scarborough had to say to his fellow liberals, and he's talking to all the people on the left here about the overreaction, the denying that critical race theory exists. He really does a good job of being a liberal, trying to collect, uh, trying to correct the idiocy of leftist here. Uh, and here it is, my friends. Here's uh, old Joe Scarborough. We don't need to talk about this around the table a good bit because the Democrats are going to have to come face to face with this issue of wokeism. They don't know how to talk not, local. Not, not CRT, but right. wokeism. Um, you, you have a lot of people saying, oh, he won based on something that's not real, that doesn't exist. Uh, CRT or wokeism or whatever you want to call it, I can tell you. I mean, that's all parents talk. I mean, I, 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 I've said this on the show before. People said, oh, it's just because they're all racist. No, no, they're lifelong Democrats. And they're talking about what's going on on college campuses. They're talking about what's going on in high schools. They are doing it. People can get mad if they want to. Right. Don't shoot me, as Elton John said. I'm only the piano player. Oh, my God. But this is what we're hearing yeah. all the time, wherever we go, when nobody's watching, when the cameras right. are off, and when people aren't worried about people calling them bigots. It's just happening. And that played out last night in Virginia. Um, you know, in, if Terry McAuliffe had won last night, it would have been historic because it would have broken all of the models right. so far. So Democrats can take some solace from that. Democrats are going to have to find a way in the post-George Floyd world, and as there is more wokeness on American campuses and in schools, to, uh, Democrats are going to have to find a way to talk about it rather than just saying, 
it doesn't exist and it's not a problem because it's a problem that hurt them last night. So they, they have to find a way. It doesn't to... exist and it's all about white grievance. And if that makes them feel good, awesome. You do you, I'll do me. But it's really hurting Democratic candidates, yeah, I, and it will continue. To. Look, Can you believe the split between Youngkin and Trump? Youngkin plus right. 13 over Trump. This is, I said early on, just sort of passing. Last night was a very bad night for Donald Trump. Because yes. There's a guy yeah. who kept him in a lockbox. He has favorabilities plus 13 over Trump. And every Republican in that state is going, okay, we, we got to keep Trump and Mar-a-Lago yeah. behind the gates because when he stays the hell away... We went big, and we can get our old coalition back. So, so uh, yeah, white white grievance. What? There's something out there. Had, That's had, a lot of Trump voters out there. There's a lot of white grievance yeah. out there. Totally get that. Same time. The only thing. Any audio dies. <clears throat> I think the audio, the recording, just gets heard of all the liberals trying to make excuses. Uh, but Scarborough's right on this, folks. He's dead, dead center right <clears throat> the the left can pretend all day that there's no wokeism no critical race theory being taught to kids but everyone knows there is so democrats just make themselves look stupid which well many of them are let's be honest but it, it's almost like scarborough's the adult in a room trying to talk to the kids and and joe's not a guy you always agree with but he has these moments where you go there you were a republican at one time again you try yeah you got good at that uh and again the the crt not being real he he laughed at that it's sad this is what has become of the democratic party of today my friends and not a pretty sight really not a pretty sight at all and it's i gotta say it's fun to watch it really is fun to watch the meltdown mode of the Democrats and are going to blame each other and this doesn't work, that doesn't work. You know why the Democrats lost? They've overplayed their hand. They always do. They get a certain amount of power, a certain amount of victories. They got rid of Trump and they got that thing where the power goes to your head and you feel a little lightheaded and then you pass out. Yeah, it's kind of what the Democratic Party does. Every time, <clears throat> and I hope that uh, the people of Virginia who were so angry, they voted this. There was over 3 million people voted in the state. Over 3 million. That set a record for the state of Virginia, I do believe. The Commonwealth of Virginia, excuse me. And you always hear, oh, that's big. That, that means McAuliffe really did good. Well, Yunkin did better. A lot better. And good for him, and good for Winsome Sears, and good for uh, Mr. Mayaris, and good for the Commonwealth of Virginia. Enough with the Democratic hate. Uh, bigotry on parade constantly. They paid a price for it. They overplayed their hand. They demonized and divided and were divisive. And guess what? They got their butts kicked. Uh, good for them. Now we have one more take to get to, my friends, that uh, I think you'll enjoy very much. And here we go with the take you really need to hear. Very insightful, I think. Uh, Diogenes' middle finger, I use this blog a lot to, uh, to reference and to quote from, and with good reason, because a young lady who runs it is, uh, is phenomenal. 
I'm just going to throw the word out there. Uh, really good, phenomenal, phenomenal young lady. And not bad for an LSU fan, I guess. Since they beat us up pretty good this year. Uh, much to our discredit. Uh, here is her take on the Virginia election. And the, the election night overall last night. After nine months of political life in the era of high prices and no mean tweets, apparently the Dems' anti-Trump rhetoric can't paper over so many bare store shelves and spiking prices or education officials boldface lying to parents' faces, not to mention the insults of being called terrorists. Democrats attempted to nationalize the gubernatorial campaigns belies a lack of confidence in the state administrations and a mental removal from political reality as Joe Biden was doing the Democrats a major solid by napping in Scotland as opposed to incoherently rambling at rallies in Richmond or Ocean County. In the case of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe and the Lincoln Project deviants have proven to be the dual MVPs of the Republicans' hopes of winning back the governorship after two disappointing and completely avoidable losses. In a declaration that conveys the Democrat Party's complete fealty to the concept of supreme status and unaccountable leftist teachers' unions, McAuliffe amazingly admitted he doesn't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. The issue over parental influence in schools centered around the promotion of a divisive left-wing ideology that centers all of American history around systemic racism, seeking to obliterate the existing order of society and replace it with their heroes and values, calling into question the legitimacy of America's founding. The media Democrat uh, water carriers can continue to say it's not CRT, but that is their big lie. And despite what the bloated land whales... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that's just perfect for Whoopi Goldberg. Despite what the bloated land whale Whoopi Goldberg and her, and her bigot, uh, bigot toady Joy Behar will tell their reality challenge viewers Wednesday, last night was not a white lash, but a righteous pushback. The Democratic defeat in Virginia, a state where uh, Donald J. Trump got trounced by 10 points in 2020, and a Republican hasn't carried in a presidential race since 2004, marks a major reversal of fortunes for Republicans in Virginia. <clears throat> this, in addition to many other unexpected down-ballot Republican wins across the country, could send the Democrats into a nightmare sweat and compromise their leftist agenda as skittish Democrats in Congress develop second thoughts about casting their political fortunes and future with San Fran Nan and her flying monkeys. Excellent piece, excellent piece, excellent piece. Uh, I love that lady. She's great. <clears throat> She's a national treasure, my friends. And I think she nailed it. Again, the Democrats always overplay their hand. They go too far. Their ambitious nature takes over, and they just have to reach, uh, reach more, reach more. And you see what happens. You do see what happens. And I thought of something the other day. <clears throat> Actually, I was listening to uh, the Kamala Harris speech when she was endorsing Terry McAuliffe. 
And uh, the anti-charisma queen, as, uh, as I think I'll start calling Kamala, uh, who doesn't know where Mexico is, the border. She's been, I've been to the border, okay? I try not to get a little Taco Bell too much, but I've been to the border. But anyway, she was going on and on about Virginia. Let's, uh, what was her saying? Oh, yeah, don't Texas my Virginia, she said. She heard Virginians saying, how about this? How about a better one? Let's face it. Look how many of the founders and, and men who made this country came from Virginia. When you talk about Virginia, be honest, Virginia was Texas before there was a Texas. So how about this? Instead of don't Texas my Virginia, like the liberals like to say, how about uh, we borrow something from Donald J. Trump and said, it's time to let's make Virginia, Virginia again. Uh, that's it for me, my friends. I hope you uh, did enjoy the election. I was going back and forth, I admit. I was looking at results coming in. I didn't want to hear all the chattering heads on Fox or anywhere else. Uh, and I kept looking for the best, most uh, most uh, timely results. I went back from local stations to uh, Fox. I occasionally went to MSNBS or CNN, but it, those were train wrecks, of course. But I was also watching a little uh, Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros World Series Game 6. Congratulations to the Atlanta freaking Braves. Perhaps the most politically incorrect, uh, anti-woke franchise with all the things that happened with Atlanta, the All-Star Game, uh, the, the again, the Braves chant and, and Tomahawk Shop being mocked again. And yes, with the passing of one of the all-time greats. Perhaps the most, uh, the first real momentous sporting event I saw might have been, I always perceived it was live. I think it was a replay when I was eight, uh, was Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank, hitting a home run number 715. And I remember it went over the uh, the outfield wall and then the, the white kids that ran on the field were running alongside Aaron. And it was a really great moment. And I remember the on the outfield wall where the ball went over, was it Bank of Aircard was there? And uh, uh, that's what MasterCard, and MasterCard and Bank of Aircard, Bank of Aircard became Visa, and uh, uh, the other one became uh, MasterCard, yeah. But uh, one of my earliest, maybe my earliest <laughs> uh, really big, uh, sports memories uh, was Hank Aaron. God bless him. He passed on earlier this year, and it's a shame. Uh, it would have been nice to see him win uh, or watch the Braves win. That would have been really cool. Uh, God bless you, Hank Aaron. Maybe the best baseball player ever. I don't think we have that discussion enough. Who's who's the best ever? He was definitely one of the, the best. Great hitter. Uh, great home run here, power, average, RBIs, everything. And it's too, it's too bad. It's sad. He had to put up with a, you know, a handful of, of jerks and racists. That's, that's quite a shame. He was a better man than that. He deserved far better. And I'm glad that, uh, unlike Democrats, I recognize the country of today isn't the country of in the early seventies. And we've come a long, long way. And, uh, Kind of like a Hank Aaron home run. They went long, long ways. 
But again, thank you for listening, my friends. I appreciate your morning, noon, night, whenever you listen. Thank you very much. Remember to support the Delegator if you can. Go to the blog, Delegator.com. First post, hit the Buy Now button. Go to the PayPal page of moi. You didn't know I spoke French, did you? That's right. And you can go to Anchor by Spotify. And you can uh, sign up there to be a monthly contributor and uh, supporter of the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you're left, you just ain't right, you know. And if you do that, I do appreciate you. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. Be good to your kids. Pet your cat. Okay, maybe not a cat. Pet your dog. God bless you all, my friends. I will be back tomorrow. And uh, again, I do appreciate you. Take care. Remember the three golden rules of life. If you're left, you just ain't right. And you never will be. God bless America. And yes, go Gators. And why not? I'll throw in a fourth for free. Let me repeat it. I think it's a great idea. Put it on a t-shirt. Maybe I will. Let's make Virginia, Virginia again. See you later, Mr. McAuliffe, and the rest of you knucklehead Democrats. Maybe you won't learn your lesson. I hope not anyway. Take care, my friends. We'll talk to you all later.